0: Post-Mortal Vagrancy by James Wymore Timothy Gifford watched. People were always walking or driving somewhere in a hurry. Sometimes they tossed a few coins in his hat. Mostly, they just glanced at him and then looked away. He didn't much like people. He remembered liking them before the war. It wasn't much of a war anyway, but it did him in. All these people, they didn't get it. Deep down, they knew their lives were fragile. One little tip of the balance, and everything would come crashing down. For him, it was the sarin gas. Gulf War Syndrome, they called it. Smoking his whole life had been a bad choice, but since the war, he couldn't take a single deep breath anyway. None of that mattered. He could take drugs and use inhalers. He'd lost the ability to pretend everything was going to be okay. Watching missiles fall out of the sky, only to get shot from the ground and then rain-burning rocket fuel all over the city. That took something out of him. Smelling black smoke rise from the burning oil wells, seeing a whole army surrender for lack of water after two weeks, it all changed the way he saw the world. He couldn't unsee people blowing themselves up with dynamite to try and get into heaven. So he watched these people instead. They could glance at him and one second later forget they saw a hobo sitting on the concrete propped against the corner of a building. They could believe the little numbers in their computers were money and that going to the job every day and home to a television added up to a life worth living. He couldn't forget and he couldn't look away. He watched as the sun went down behind the banks and offices along Main Street. The crowd changed from business people and delivery truck drivers to shoppers and lovers. The temperature dropped. It wasn't quite Christmas shopping season, but a few early birds were already carrying gifts out onto the street between shops and the mall. Nightclubbers replaced the dinner and a movie types after the dark set in. Weird clothes and funny hair strutted around, talking too loud. As the night grew later, people noticed Timothy less and less. He coughed harder and harder. Then it suddenly stopped, and he wasn't cold anymore. Three of them sat in a row on a chair in an office, and Timothy was in the middle. The other two moved away, leaving empty seats between them all. Timothy sighed. He hated this nightmare. He'd signed up with the military to avoid this exact thing. No hell could be worse than an office job. When he breathed in, it didn't hurt. That's different. He took a deep breath, filling his lungs almost to bursting, then held it to the count of twenty. Then he slowly let it out, feeling the bliss of clean, elastic lungs exhaling. Oxygen, wonderful oxygen, entered his blood and his brain. The other two people, both women, kept looking away from a stained trench coat, fingerless gloves, and long scarf. He'd made the scarf himself, from T-shirts he ripped apart and tied together. One moment pretended to look at a potted plant. The other one stared straight ahead, because on the far side of her were windows, with a perfect view of Hell's classic fire and brimstone. A door opened on the far side of a big desk, and a giant red demon came through. Timothy realized his hat was missing, so he reached up to smooth his hair. He always figured he'd end up in hell sooner or later. Heaven was for people who could look away from the bad things and pretend they weren't there. Hello. Welcome to the afterlife. We're in a bit of a hurry, big earthquake happening in a few hours, so you'll forgive me if I don't take time to chat. The women leaned forward and looked at each other, then back at the demon. They whispered and mumbled. It's Zandern, by the way, in case you need my name for your customer satisfaction survey. He opened his eyes wide, waiting for a laugh. Then he picked up a tablet from the desk and began tapping with one black claw. Tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. The woman on Timothy's left faded. Her gasp cut short as she disappeared. Any last requests, the demon said, scratching between his black horns and looking at the other woman. She looked scared enough to cry or be her pants. Timothy wanted to reach out a hand to comfort her, but he'd learned through long experience that people didn't want him touching them.